As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, gang, it's another edition of the Financial Choices Matter podcast. Thanks so much for checking us out again here on the program. We talk about investing finance and retirement, as always, with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving the Scottsdale area. You can find uh, Charles and the team online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. And you can always give him a call at 480-513-1830. If you have some questions, concerns, comments, you want to have a conversation about your own situation, reach out to him at 480-513-1830. As always, subscribe to the podcast, share it with friends, uh, give us a like, a review, a thumbs up, uh, you know, let people know that uh, you're interested in this program and if hopefully you're enjoying it and you're also uh, sharing it with people who might enjoy it as well. And again, you can find it and share it at pelotoncapital.com. Charles, buddy, what's going on this week? How are you? I am great. Thank you, Mark, for asking. Uh, you know, we're recording this and it's summertime and yep. people are going to probably be listening to it summertime. So dog days. Hot. Yeah, it's the, hot, <laughs> the dog days of summer, right? You know, that's right. I've always been kind of confused by that saying. I, I couldn't remember if that was the like the apex of summer, like the August or if that was, you know, like an extended summer, like in September. But I think that's in, an Indian yeah. summer, right? For us, the way I feel about it is it's, it's sort of the end of summer when it just doesn't get cooler night yet. Right, right. Yeah, you know, for us... You know, in the Valley, anybody that's listening that's in the Valley knows this, but uh, it drives you crazy when it's, you know, the end of September and uh, it's still 85 at midnight. Right, uh, right, that's hot. Right. That's a little toasty. A <laughs> little bit toasty. Yeah, I agree with you there. Well, Charles, let's do something a little bit different this week. Um, let's do a little bit of a, a story, if you will. I want to open up, instead of with a news comment, let's talk about uh, maybe just sharing with us a, a time that somebody came into your office. And uh, we'll kind of call this like the old Miney Python bit. Uh, now for something completely different. Do you remember those? And hey, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's do something a little different here. Where someone came in your office, they really kind of had their, their mind set on, they thought they needed something. Like whatever that thing might have been. Uh, and you discovered that, you know, well, they really needed something completely different. It's interesting what they what sticks sometimes or it gets stuck. Get stuck in, in the crawl, they, yeah, they, as my as my grandma they, would say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They 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 hear something, they see something, they read something, and they think, ooh, ooh, this is it. That's this will be the silver bullet in some instances. Yeah, They'll yeah. come in and this should solve everything. But it's not. And what we just try to do is help them understand what are they really what are they really after? What are they really looking for? Because the vast majority of the time, no offense to everybody out there, but most of the time people don't know what they need. They see something and they think it fits, but does it really, really fit? On our website is the jigsaw puzzle analogy. And that is, you know, the, the pieces of your, your financial life and your life in general is just a bunch of jigsaw puzzle pieces. In our, and, and we always ask people, what's the most important? important part of any jigsaw puzzle. And I think you and I've had this conversation, or maybe it was Mark before this Mark, Mark. Um, <laughs> and we ask people, what's the most important piece of a jigsaw puzzle? And people say first piece, last piece, corners, edges, etc. Right. It's our contention has always been, it's the box top. Without the box top, you don't know what the puzzle is supposed to look like. Our role is to be the box top for people. And sometimes they're stuck on a piece, you know, and they think, oh, this is the one. And it might in fact be, but it has to be in context with all the other pieces of the puzzle for it to come together and make sense for you. And everybody's puzzle is different and everybody's got different kinds and numbers of pieces. 
our role is to be the box top to help them understand how all of this fits together and how, you know, if one thing doesn't fit over here, it's going to push potentially push something else out of whack someplace else. So again, it's just talking to folks and making sure that what they're saying and what we're hearing and what we say back to them and what they hear from us is the same thing so that we truly understand them so that we can then truly give them the kind of planning and advice that they're really looking for so that they can truly say, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought I was saying when I came in here with this idea, this need in the first place. Right. If we've done that, we've done our job. It's it's a it's an interesting dynamic. And it, sometimes it takes several conversations to make sure that uh, and I've said this before on other podcasts, the, the terminology that they're using and the terminology that we're using, the vocabulary, that everybody understands it because uh, it's critical. Otherwise, you know, I'm, you're asking for B and I'm giving you a G and <laughs> it's like, I don't know why he's doing this because that's not what I want at all. So right. we have to be sure. It's, yeah. you know, communication is critical. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And so I think that's a good way of looking at it. Sometimes we do get kind of uh, uh, something in our mind and we think that's going to be the, the the golden ticket to uh, to Willy Wonka land there. And it's just, it, it takes a little bit of conversation and, and understanding that it just might not be the right fit. So yeah, communication is key. And I'll tell you what, I think we're going to stick with this TV theme thing that I'm doing today since we uh, did the, the Monty Python bit. I just mentioned Willy Wonka. Sure, so, okay. so let's go with Mythbusters. Have you, I'm, uh, looking for, I'm looking for a chocolate bar in my desk. Yeah, I can't find one. So that, I'm now I'm disappointed. That would be true. That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, Did you ever watch the show Mythbusters? I don't know that I did. Really? It's such a fun show on, uh, uh, God, I can't think of it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, where they, all all the different kind of myths in the TV, movie myths and actual things. Yeah, a lot of fun. They would do a lot of interesting things there. So I thought we could have some fun and do our own version of Mythbusters, but we'll do financial myths, obviously. And uh, I'll let you basically just kind of, you know, take take some of these and and tell us why uh, they might be a myth, okay? Sure. All right. So let's have some fun with this. Uh, All right. So shifting from stocks to bonds, shifting from stocks to bonds removes the volatility from your portfolio. Is this a myth? Partly true, partly myth. If you understand what volatility is, it's just the magnitude of movement up or down. It's not anything more than that. Positive, you know, people think, well, volatility is bad because people think, well, it's really volatile when the market goes down. Well, it's volatile when the market goes up. It's just not as volatile. So, you know, you've got positive and negative volatility. Bonds will dampen the volatility the things will not move up and down as rapidly if you have more of your portfolio in bonds, but it doesn't remove the potential for loss. And that's a, that's something that people miss in this conversation that they, you know, they, well, it's just, that'll be, that'll make everything safer. Not if interest rates go up because if interest rates go up, bond values go down. And right now the interest rates are still being artificially held down. You know, it's, you know, my visual is always, it's a teeter totter. Bond prices are on one end, interest rates are on the other. And if one goes up, the other goes down and vice versa. So you have to understand, yes, will it make your portfolio less volatile? Will it move up and down less than it, than it does? Yeah. But you also have to then be sure that you factor interest rates in there and because bonds are very, very sensitive to interest rates. So, yeah, yeah, it's partly true, partly not true. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was always told this little saying for that is uh, when when rates are high, bonds die. And when rates are low, bonds grow. So that was a way I was taught to remember that. So there you something something for you to think about. For our listeners. All right. So what about... Oh, I'm going I'm I'm to forget it, but that's okay. That's Thanks. okay. Well, you can always go back and listen to it on the podcast by subscribing. I can. There you go. All right. So once you've retired, life insurance is no longer necessary. Myth or no? 
No, not really at all. What kind of life insurance do you have? Why did you have it? This this goes back to what we talked a little bit about before. Somebody thinking they have this idea, and, you know, and and does it fit in what you've got? If you know, it, if you've got the wrong kind of insurance for the wrong reasons, then that's one thing. But just because you're older doesn't mean you know. What did you buy life insurance for? Did you buy it as a just a pure death benefit? Because the whole idea is. If you've got it now, you've probably bought term insurance. I don't want to get way in the weeds on insurance here, life insurance, but it depends on what kind you have. And most people, there's some crazy statistic that less than three or four of the percent of the people that own a life insurance policy, a term policy, ever collect the death benefit because they give it up before they ever die because it gets way too expensive the older you get. So it's going to depend critically on, the, on, on what kind of insurance. One of the best estate planning work, tools in the world is life insurance. It just depends on which kind you have. There's there's lots of interesting applications for it. You just have to deal with somebody that, in my opinion, and this is a biased opinion, but somebody that just doesn't just sell life insurance, but uses life insurance as a financial planning solution for folks. And it, it's becoming... As tax laws are probably changing and, and you know things are going to become different in the future than they are right now, we know that that you you know you've got to go with something that might have a significant tax advantage, and that can be life insurance done the okay. right way. Right. So okay. Yeah. Well, we're we're talking about financial myths, playing a little financial mythbusters, if you will, with Charles Scott here on Financial Choices Matter. All right. How about another one? You'll need less income when you retire than you do when you're working. Probably, but it depends. My favorite answer, it depends. It just depends. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So if you don't know what you're spending today and you don't have some expectation of what you're spending when you're you know, retired, then it's kind of a crapshoot. Uh, let's, let's try and plan this out. Let's have a spending plan. We like to call it a spending plan. Some people call it a budget. I don't know. I like spending plans. Spending plan is your plan, how you spend. A budget to me is like a diet. Somebody else told you you had to do this. <laughs> it's got negative connotations. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but most people, the, the farther they get into retirement, spend less. But you need to have a plan to decide that. So, yeah. you know, th this this is the classic it depends answer to the question. Yeah. Well, I like what you just said, though. The farther you get into retirement, usually you do spend less. But early on in retirement, you might actually spend more than when you were working because you're outgoing. You know, hopefully you're enjoying your retirement. So initially, you know, there's exactly. the go-go phase. You might be out there, you know, you know, partying, getting down there, having a good time, and you're spending more money. So, yeah. Whether you go from go-go to slow-go to no-go. Right. Yeah. So something to think about there. All right. So financial myths. Let's see. Let's squeeze in a couple more here. Uh, you mentioned the taxes before. So you will probably be in a lower tax bracket once you retire. This one's pretty common. People think this a lot. Yeah, they have. And they've been told that for years and years and years and years. And it's been true up until just recently when tax rates were going down. Tax rates are now historically almost as low as they've ever been. And there is the probability that they're going to go up. From our perspective, that's absolutely a certainty. Even under the existing tax laws, they're going to expire at the end of 2025 and they're going to go back to where they used to be. Taxes are on sale. You need to take advantage of it now. Um, and it's giantly a political issue, but it is the reality of the land. And if you're making way less in retirement than you are now, then you may, in fact, be in a lower tax bracket. But the people we're talking to, I can't remember the last person that disagreed with our idea that taxes are low and that they will go up in the future. So, right. I mean, I'm happy to just, you know, you can certainly disagree with me and we can plan for it either way, but they're going to go up. They have to. They have to. Somebody's got to pay for the debt someday. Yeah. I don't know when or who or yeah. why or how. 
Yeah, no, I agree that's with you. I agree with you. I think most people do too. I think most of us realize that that's going to probably have to be the case. So yes, taxes are definitely on sale. So make sure you are having a conversation about how to be as tax efficient as possible right now while you can, while you can do some of this extra stuff. Yep. Uh, all right, final one here on our financial myth yep. to possibly bust. Financial planning, Charles, today is much easier to do without professional help because of all the technology that's now available. The technology is astonishing. You can also give yourself a haircut too. <laughs> but I, I'm not suggesting either one of those things because just because you could do it because there's all this information out there doesn't mean you should do it. I mean, on our website, there when on our homepage, if you just get past the header, it talks about information, knowledge, and wisdom. Information's everywhere. There's more information on the internet now than there ever was when I was a stockbroker a couple of decades ago, uh, which we kind of had a monopoly on all of the really useful information and current information. Everybody's got it now. It's everywhere. Then you move to the, you know, then we move on to knowledge, which is being able to put a little bit of this stuff together. And then wisdom. Wisdom only comes with experience. And so just because you can find the information doesn't mean you have the wisdom to put any kind of reasonable plan together. So that could sound self-serving. I don't think it is because this is way more complicated sometimes than people think it is. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I, and I agree with you. I think automation is continuing to creep into our lives and our world. It's been going on for a long time, but we're going to continue to see more of that. And so there'll be some facets of things. I think that technology will always kind of play a role in and maybe start to make some some things obsolete. But there are certain categories where I think you still need to have that conversation with a person. You'd have that one on one. And there's uh, I think this is one of those categories as well. So that's our financial mythbusters this week here on the program. Uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast with an email question as we tend to do. So hopefully you enjoyed that little segment. Again, if you've got some questions or concerns about some things that you have heard or thought you're on your own and you'd like to talk to Charles, make sure you give him a call at 480-513-1830. Before you take action, always check with a qualified professional. 480-513-1830. And if you'd like to submit an email or subscribe to the podcast, go to PelotonCapital.com. That is PelotonCapital.com. P-E-L-L-E. T-O-N-Capital.com. And Larry and Carefree, if you're checking out the podcast, this is your question. He says, I just heard a great presentation, Charles, about investing in oil wells, and I'm kind of ready to jump in. Just want to be sure I'm not making a mistake. Thoughts? Well, let me ask a couple of questions. If it was so great, why are you questioning it? Mm -hmm. And this takes me back to something several months ago when Bitcoin was the hot idea. Sure. You know, everybody wanted to know about Bitcoin. It got calls, not gobs and gobs of calls, but some calls and I asked them a very simple question. Can you explain it to me in detail exactly what it is? And nobody could. So right. I'll ask Larry, I'm going to ask you the same question. Can you explain to me in detail how this actually works and why it's such a great idea? Because if you can't, then don't do it. If you can, then I might be interested in it too. But <laughs> based on my experience, this is probably not that great a deal. They're very complicated issues, oil well investing. Explain it to me, right. you know, because if you really understand it, then, then I never, you know, I would never, if you were a client of mine and you went on and did it and I said, okay, then let's carve out some amount of money if that's what you really, really, really want to do. And you can tell me exactly what it is and why it makes sense to you. Then we'll carve it out. And that's fine. It's your money. You can choose to do whatever you want to with it. But I've rarely, if ever, had somebody be able to really say, oh, well, no, yeah, I really do get it. This is really what I want to do. Because the vast majority of the time, they're going to say, no, I really didn't. It just sounded really slick. I say, well, that's a really good sales presentation. Right, right. Um, so 
kudos kudos to the people that put that together but is that in your best interest so charles to me it sounds like the same kind of thing with the bitcoin and some other types of stuff if you really have an interest in something like that you're talking speculative investing at best right if it's something you really want to do oh, yeah. you carve out a very small percentage something you can afford to lose it's like going to vegas yeah oh yeah and in some instances it can wipe you out in sure. an instant. I also know on the bit on the Bitcoin front, I have a we have somebody that knows somebody that honest to God cashed in big time, millions and millions of profits and on Bitcoin. But you know, you also never hear about all the people that thought it was so great at eighteen thousand and didn't get out until it got down to whatever the heck it got down to four or something. Right. I don't even know. Right. I didn't pay any anyway. Yeah. yeah. No. If it sounds too good to be true, if it sounds too good right. to be true, it probably is. That's what your mother told you. There you go. All right, well, Larry, uh, thank so, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, so stick with that. And right now, if it's too good to be true, it's probably also not legal. But it could be. So. <laughs> well, there's another good saying, our too, Larry. Are, our moms are wise. They are. Listen to them. Yeah. I, I have another friend who sometimes says, if it's, a, if it's a good idea today, it'll also be a good idea a month from now. You know? And so, yeah. so you know, think on that a little bit. Look on that again. Uh, and again, it might be something where, again, if, if you've got the money, you can afford to lose it. You want to do that speculative kind of uh, fun money with your investing. Possibly. have You know, maybe go at that. But again, yeah. talk with a qualified yeah. professional. Yeah. Make sure you're checking. Uh, make sure it's not something you can obviously can't afford to lose because that's never good. And, uh, and and reach out to Charles if you got if you want to talk more in depthly about it. I'm sure he'll have a conversation with you. 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. And that is our podcast for this week. Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management. Charles, my friend, have yourself a great week. I will talk to you soon and take care. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. We'll do it again here next time on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. See you, folks. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.